Welcome to C.S. Joseph Responds. I'm your host, Chase, here to answer your questions on any topic, Jungian analytical psychology, or the four sides of the mind, also known as four sides dynamics. Today's question is, what is the difference between ISFP and INFJ? And this question uh, comes from Athena1 uh, here on the YouTube channel. I'll read her uh, question right here. Question, if INFJs and ISFJs have TI child, excuse me, that's the wrong question. Could you please do a comparison video of ISFPs and INFJs? Doesn't have to be super detailed, but many ISFPs mistype themselves as INFJs due to expert feeling nemesis being so high. And the two seem to have a lot of similarities in terms of behavior. Both are quick to door slam people. Both tend to reflect the people around them. ISFP shapeshifter, INFJ mirror. The optimistic and pessimistic functions are very different, but they do seem to have many similarities, especially since a people-focused ISFP will want to help people grow, thus resembling an INFJ to the untrained eye. Some clarification would help. Thank you. So uh, this comes from Athena1 uh, once again, and uh, I have to state that I vehemently disagree that uh, people often get confused between INFJ and ISFP. They're, they're completely different. The only, some, the only thing that's somewhat similar to them is that they're both extroverted sensors. They're both, both introverted intuitives. The difference is, is that an ISFP, they just do whatever they want. They're super mega independent. Actually, if you guys are watching the show called The Outer Banks on uh, Netflix, John B., who is the main character of this show, is actually an ISFP. And I just do not see how uh, someone like, you know, very pragmatic, uh, all about being independent, whereas an INFJ who's all about being interdependent, got to be on the team, you know, uh, whereas, you know, someone like John B. and ISFP, they don't care about being the team. They want to go at it alone uh, and uh, handle everything. They, they like the solo life, as it were, but INFJs don't like the solo life. It's usually INFJs are, they end up soloing life because they're too afraid of performing badly due to their performance anxiety in front of others so that they end up not really uh, getting that much involved with people. Then they get all alone and then they get all butthurt about being alone. And, uh, and then they, you know, which can lead to introverted sensing demon bitterness over time. It's like, oh, no one, no one appreciates me. No, no one uh, thinks that I perform well for them. So I'm just going to, you know, do what I want instead. And then they end up staying up every night and having worthless uh, online relationships over the internet which just causes them to become even more codependent and they don't actually get to live life because they're too afraid and really it just comes down to fear the thing is is that these infjs need to understand that uh, you know uh, god created people uh, that are compatible with them and if they just don't put themselves out there they're never going to give themselves the chance but the reality of the situation is just their fear getting in the way but the fear complex of an ISFP is completely different. They're afraid of people thinking less of them. They're afraid of losing status, losing reputation. They're afraid of other people thinking that they're stupid, basically. Whereas, again, the INFJ is afraid of other people, you know, uh, of performing badly in front of other people. And they're also worried about people not choosing them, worried that people will betray them. Whereas an ISFP is completely oblivious to betrayal. They're oblivious to other people betraying them. And in fact, oftentimes, they end up believing the people that are betraying them are not actually betraying them. And this, this is what allows ISPs, both of them, including ISTPs, to be under attack when it comes to motivation. I just wish they'd kind of like, you know, figure that out. But a lot of people don't understand that or get that or, or you know, can, can live their life that way. It's mostly because... 
ISFPs, you know, they believe that they're like the luckiest of the luck, lucky because of their introvert intuition child. They, it's literally liquid luck. They get away with so much. They have so many close calls in their life. This is why they sit at their slot machines at the casinos all the time pressing that button because it's like, I'm feeling lucky. And this is my special slot machine that I'm used to being at all the time. And it's where the one I've gotten the most winning. So it's my lucky slot machine. And they get all super upset and butthurt that other people are sitting in their slot machine. And it's like, wow, really? Is that, is that really necessary? Another thing is is that the the ISFP is a very moral person, but the INFJ is not a moral person. They're ethical, which means an INFJ can take on the bad behaviors of other people around them and absorb those bad behaviors and mirror those bad behaviors and become bad, basically. An ISFP doesn't do that. An ISFP is like, you know, what's in it for me? And as long as I can increase my status, I'm good. But if people are going to think less of me for doing this, I'm not interested in doing this. And that's not what I want out of the situation, so they're not going to do that. Whereas an INFJ is like, oh, but I, I hope someone, uh, you know, enjoys my performance for them, which is why they go out of their way to like be like these super nympho sex goddesses or sex gods, etc., because they over they overvalue uh, sexual performance more than anything because it, it's um, that's how they actually determine their self worth is depending upon how they perform in bed in the bedroom. Why is this? It's because they trade performance for loyalty because INFJs believe that if they perform for other people, they'll be loyal to them. ISFPs, they're really responsible in that area. And it's like, yeah, I can perform for people, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be loyal to me. Uh, so ISFPs take it a little bit different. ISFPs are like, well, if these, if these people are constantly asking me for my opinion and I have a very valuable opinion, they're more than likely to actually uh, stick around because I could potentially, uh, you know, um, contribute uh, in the area of academic or potentially intellectual discussion, which is what ISFPs are all about. Their TE inferior just so desires to be around an, a TI user who's super intelligent, very logical, so they can provide input to that TI user on a consistent basis. This is oftentimes why ISFPs find their situ, you know, are trying to be in relationships with TI parents, TI child, and TI heroes uh, often, uh, which they're probably most suited to be with TI parents, quite frankly. This is why bronze pairs have the highest uh, marriage uh, uh, frequency as well as the highest marriage success within long-term relationships. So the bronze pair to ISFP would be like an ENTP, although I wouldn't recommend uh, a superego or enigma pair, which would be with an INTP. Uh, ISFP would also be really good with SFJs. That's their gold and silver pair as well. INFJs is completely different. INFJs, uh, they should be with NFPs, which are statistically the more selfish of all the types. But then again, INFJs are actually really super selfless, whereas an ISFP is actually pretty selfish because of their introverted feeling hero. Uh, now, the only thing that causes an introverted feeling hero to not be so selfish or to not look selfish is because they worry that they're not caring enough towards other people. So they go out of their way to give to other people to make it look like they're caring. As to whether or not they're actually caring, mm, it depends. But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, they still don't want anyone to think that they're not caring about them. And they worry about others uh, uh you know, not having the same value systems that they are, or they're they're worried about other people seeing them as uncaring, etc. So then they will go out of their way to, you know, again make it look like or manage a perception. INFJs they don't care about their perception. In fact, INFJs are completely oblivious to their perception sometimes. And even though an INFJ ho can be walk around town thinking that, you know, she's pretty good in bed and everyone loves her and whatnot, when the reality situation is everyone around her thinks she's just a hoe. And it's one of their other reasons why she doesn't realize how she's coming off as like super alienating to other people.
And it's because everyone knows these things about her, but her expert in thinking trickster is completely unaware of the fact that people think so little of her and think that she's a little hoe uh, and that she's easy because everyone's like, oh, she just cares about, you know, her performance in the bedroom. Don't believe me? That's like a true story that's like actually happened to me and other people that I have coached uh, in my life because, well, guess what? For some reason, uh, that ESTP vice of nymphomania definitely transfers over to INFJs because INFJs have ESTP subconscious. So they end up be behaving as nymphomaniacs because they draw their self-worth from that. Whereas an ISFP draws their self-worth uh, from efficiency and their ability to execute, quite frankly. Uh, they take their art very seriously, but when they're able to take their art and create a business out of it, uh, like if they're running a band or if they're running an assembly line because of something they invented, etc., that is absolutely far more important to them uh, instead of something uh, like minuscule, like any kind of performance or sexual performance, etc. A good example of an INFJ in popular culture would be Will Hunting from the um, uh, uh, from the movie Good Will Hunting, and his INFP mentor is played by uh, Robin Williams. So it's it's an excellent Matt Damon film. I recommend it. So check that out. Uh, as far as ISFPs go, a really good example of ISFP is the main character, John B. from um, uh, Outer Banks, which is a Netflix uh, show that's out right now. It's pretty interesting. My wife likes it a lot. That's an example of an ISFP. Completely unaware of other people potentially betraying them or screwing them over where INFJs are kind of a little bit more paranoid like that. That's a really good difference is that INFJs are far more paranoid than ISFPs, whereas ISFPs things like everyone is a good person. It's like that childish behavior where it's like, oh, you know, a little kid and they think adults all have their act together. The reality situation is they don't, except for some reason ISFPs maintain that belief with them for the rest of their lives and they're like the only ones that ever do it. And then I have to be that ass that comes by and tells the ISFPs, yeah, that person's actually about to betray you. And then they don't believe me. And then they come back later and like, yeah, he screwed me over. And I'm like, see, this is why you should like actually listen to me for once. That would be nice, you know. But hey, uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, lessons learned, right? Uh, ISFP's virtue and vice is um, it's uh, diligence versus idleness uh, versus being idle. They they could be the big most hard workers ever, but they could also be the laziest of all the types. So they kind of go back and forth between that and there. INFJs, it's more of integrity versus corruption. They can become really corrupt when they have corrupt people around them and they take on those behaviors, but you get rid of those corrupt people and then the INFJs are no longer corrupt themselves and they let go of those. That's why it's probably best to keep INFJs alone for as long as possible so they can discover who they really are. And oftentimes they, they, they whine and complain about being alone and how and they, they end up feeling worthless about themselves because of how alone they are. But the reality of the situation is, is being alone is actually the most healthy thing for an INFJ because it protects them from corrupt people. So they have to, and it's funny because NFPs, who are the most selfish of all the types, they have to end up teaching those NFPs how to be selfless. Otherwise, those NFPs are going to corrupt the INFJ as well to the level where the INFJ would be willing to rob stores for their NFP lovers, for example, which has happened a lot in my coaching practice. And uh, even an INFJ that I dated for like, I went on two dates with her like years ago. That was also her story as well. Interestingly enough, she ended up going to jail and then ended up coming out of jail. And I'm like, wow, you're like the most worthless human being I've ever met. How about having self-respect? But it's kind of hard for an INFJ to have self-respect because they're so critical towards their own self-worth. Whereas an ISFP, they are not critical towards their own self-worth whatsoever. What they are critical about is their loyalty. They actually take loyalty very, very serious. And sometimes they could be so loyal to a fault 
but they're wise to their loyalty in that they know when it is time to actually cut someone off. Athena one asking her question for the sake of this uh, little video that we're doing here. She says, both are quick to door slam people. No, that's not true. ISFPs don't door slam people. There's an ISFP in my life who just won't let go of me, even though people have told him multiple times, oh, Chase screwed you, screwed the family, which I didn't, but, uh, and he never believed that. And he always, uh, he always tells me I'm welcome. And I always appreciate that about him. And anytime he calls on me, I stop what I'm doing. I drop everything and I take his call and I answer his questions and I treat him with respect. Because in my mind, that's what he deserves. He's a very moral person. He goes out of his way uh, to, to handle that. He's very responsible with his hands and he doesn't allow his freedom of choice to get in the way of giving other people a bad experience or giving them um, or, or, or making them uncomfortable, which is excellent. I, that's something I, I heavily appreciate uh, about, about this ISFP uh, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, INFJs, they, they, you know, they end up having that TI child God complex. I'm always right. Whereas an ISFP, they're not really, it's being right. doesn't mean that much to them. Being good means everything to them. Whereas the INFJ is going out of their way to try to be good, but they can't. Whereas the ISFP is going out of the way to try to be smart, but they can't, et cetera. So this, these are the fundamental differences. Um, so anyway. If you like a chance at your question being answered on this channel, please post it on Quora and tag me or leave it as a comment below on this uh, YouTube channel. If you want a guaranteed answer for your question, become a uh, silver member at https colon whackwackcsjoseph.life forward slash members and post your question on our private Q&A Discord channel where I'm answering all your questions during a private live stream each month. Please also make sure to like and subscribe uh, to the channel. Leave any comments below. Please support us. We'd really appreciate that. Anyway, with all that being said, I'll see you guys tonight.